Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast on the internet. I am your host, Mikey. Don't forget, my pronouns are he, him, and Beyonce. And let's get it started. Okay, okay. So first things first, Happy New Year to everybody. We made it. We made it. We freaking made it, y'all. Like, 2020 was a beast and every month she slightly got worse and worse but nonetheless the year started off crazy uh, with so many high hopes and slowly got worse as the year raged on despite that constant anxiety that year gave us I am beyond grateful for the year itself so I don't want to jump too into the topic without, you know, prefacing some things, but this is the first solo episode of season two. So I don't know if y'all missed these, but I missed it because, you know, sometimes talking to people is, you know, it's fun, but sometimes it just needs some me time. My introvert is coming out on my podcast. So it's the first solo episode of season two. So it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little shorter, but it's still going to be funny because, you know, I'm here. <laughs> so let's get into it. We're still going to do a positive and negative. So. I want to get started with my positive. So my positive for the new year is that I made it into the new year. 2020 and COVID took so many people's lives, so many loved ones. I'm so blessed that like my loved ones, my family, myself, just all the people that I care about are still here this year. And I know that's not the same for everyone because there's been such a tremendous amount of loss. Um over the course of 2020 so like that is my positive just before anything else before anything else is that I and my loved ones are here we are safe we are healthy and I can do nothing but give that to God for just allowing that to be here now my next my negative (laughs) um is something I think is due to 2020 um but it's anxiety like I think we've all suffered from anxiety and dealt with some mental health stuff this year but I definitely have some anxiety and anxiousness going into 2021 like I don't want to set high hopes just because of the recklessness of so many people um and also just not knowing how this year is going to go I do have a good feeling about this year just some intentions that I've set for myself but overall I'm a little anxious about what's next after January like it's not even the first full week of January who knows what's going to happen based on you know last season of our lives <laughs> but nonetheless I'm happy I'm so happy that we made it I'm so happy that we're here to another year of life. Um, And shout out to Capricorn season because it's still Capricorn season. My birthday is or was January 2nd this past Saturday. So shout out to y'all. And, you know, I love it. We're the best sign. Literally the goat. But that's enough Zodiac talk. Um, So let's get into this topic. So if you can't tell by the title of this episode, it's called the top 20 of 2020 or the best of 2020. So whatever you think made this year what it was, I want you to put that in your head. I want you to sit there and think and create a mental list. You can pause the episode, make a mental list of what you think is going to be on this list that I'm about to bring up and see if it um, aligns. Because I got some pretty funny things that I hope some of y'all remembered that happened earlier this year. But we'll get into that once we get into the topic. I wanted to start briefly with um, just a short story. Um, So basically, when quarantine first started, so what was that, like March of 2020, um, my internship literally dismissed me, not like in a negative way, but they were like, you can go home. Like, we don't know when we're going to call y'all back into the office. You can just go home. Like, we'll keep you updated. So like... 
super grateful for that because that night I literally went back home to Virginia from New York. So like, but in that moment, I was so confused and so anxious. Like, I did not know what my next steps were because I was hoping to land a summer internship with this company um, and hopefully get a full-time job. Um, you know, I'm still in grad school. It, it was just so much happening when I went home um, at the beginning of quarantine. So, like, literally, I remember talking to my friend, um, aunt, and we were just, like, she was telling me about being introspective because I was going through a lot of things. And, like, I think... That's one thing that 2020 forced so many of us to do. It forced us to look inside and to find satisfaction that we normally get from external things, but from within ourselves. Like, I'm so used to going out and being busy, and quarantine literally robbed me of that. I'm, I, for the most of the summer, and before the summer started, I was just sitting in my room, doing school, sleeping, like doing everything out of one space. And I was not used to that. And I was so unsatisfied. I was so anxious. I wasn't depressed, but I was damn near there. And I feel like 2020 just really forced me to look inside and find that satisfaction I was really looking to get from going out and drinking and spending time with my friends. And I'm so grateful for that. Like, I'm too grateful for that. Um... Yeah, and I think a lot of y'all did the same. So that is a feat in itself. Be proud that we survived and were able to be satisfied with spending time with our small pods of people. Like, 2020 has taught us that we don't need a lot of people. We just need the main people that contribute to us and contribute to our happiness. Um, so I do want to go into, like, some accomplishments for myself in 2020, if that's okay. Of course it's okay. It's my podcast. Why wouldn't it be okay? <laughs> so... Uh, for me, 2020, I completed all of my coursework for my graduate degree. That's right. Your boy is done with graduate school. I did that. I did it in the midst of a pandemic. Never getting anything under an A- minus from the Columbia University. That's right, an Ivy League graduate is upon us. And that degree should be coming on my doorstep in May. Okay. So that is one of my proudest accomplishments. Um, yeah, I finished grad school and I'm so proud of myself. I don't know how I did that. Um, two, I started my career in advertising in a global pandemic, which is so crazy because I would have never imagined I'd be working where I'm working, doing the thing that I'm doing. Um, am I satisfied with what I'm doing? Is this what I want to do for my end all be all? That's another conversation, but it is a job with benefits and a salary and God knows I'm grateful. And so I've done that when so many people have lost their job. Jesus how does it feel to be God's favorite? It feels great, to be honest. It feels awesome. <laughs> and then, um, you know, finally, not finally, I have one more thing, but I've kept my health. And like I said earlier, I kept my health and didn't lose any of my loved ones to COVID, which is just such an underrated blessing just to be able to not have any lingering side effects, still have my family, or still be able to call the people I love and cherish. Underrated blessing. Like, I'm so blessed to have them. And then finally, the last one is I launched season two of this podcast and I'm so happy because I have been going back and forth about ending this podcast altogether. Um, so I'm just happy I did it and I recorded the episodes. I forgot how much joy developing content for this podcast brought me. And honestly, if you follow the social media, well, our Instagram, um, make sure you do. It's at Turn the Mic on Pod. I think it's Turn the Mic on Podcast. Let me double check. LOL. Forgive me, y'all. This is so... I'm so used to having everything put together, but it's just me because I haven't like recorded an episode by myself in five ever. But yeah, our 
um, Instagram is turn the mic on, um, just like the podcast is spelled, no spaces. But yeah, follow that. Um, the content that's been coming out on our Instagram has been amazing. It's been dope, and I could not have done that without my friend Ant, who runs the Solid People's Company. They are the marketing agency that um, currently runs our social media, and I think it looks damn good. I'm loving the content, and I'm so proud to be working with her. Um, make sure you check out her episode. She was the second episode of the season called The Entrepreneur Grow, where she talks about starting her business, what it's like to be an entrepreneur. Um, I think you should check it out if you're interested in doing anything like that. So, yeah. And then before I get into the top 20 of 2020, I did want to leave y'all with some personal thoughts of the year overall. So let's get into that. So 2020 posed many themes that we could all learn from, like so many lessons, so many freaking lessons, y'all. But for the most part, I think there were like four main themes that really jumped out to me. So the first one was slow down and smell the roses. I think we took so much for granted in 2020, like in 2019 and the years prior to 2020, we took so much for granted, like i.e. just being able to go outside or just being able to go to the club and eat at restaurants or like just go to the mall and shop and, you know, go to concerts, like just things like we normally are so used to doing, we could not do. And I think that forces really slow down and value just the little things in life. And if that didn't, if that wasn't the case for you, it definitely was the case for me. Like I'm so much more grateful for just the littlest things. Like I'm definitely outside a lot more. Um, I started in the summer, but definitely going into 2021, I work out outside now. I take walks often. I'm like, you know, one of my, pillars for 2021 is to be more present so I think 2020 um just taking so much away from us and I feel like forced a lot of us to just rely on social media to get us through it and I'm someone I don't like relying on social media for anything so it forced me to just slow down and stop living through other people and live through myself and even if I'm not doing something that's doing something in itself um the next thought um mental health is important which i feel like we already knew but i feel like we really realized how important our mental health was this year like quarantine cracked a lot of people myself included like i question a lot i had more time to think and i think a lot of people don't realize how addicted to being busy we are like a lot of us are addicted to filling out planners and knocking stuff off our to-do list. Well, in that first month of quarantine, a lot of us were in limbo with so much. A lot of people had gotten furloughed. Some people have been laid off completely. People were on unemployment. The death toll was rising. And, you know, it was just so much uncertainty that a lot of us were, like, struggling. Like, my COVID anxiety was so bad. Like, when I came home from New York to Virginia, I was so scared I was going to affect my family because, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, New York was the epicenter. Granted, I left before lockdown started, so I don't think, like, I was there when it was bad. But I'm pretty sure COVID was there when we first, like, before I left. Um, So, yeah. But mental health is important. I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, I'm not a healthcare professional, but I do know mental health is important regardless of who you are, what you believe. Mental health is important, and I encourage you to get into therapy if it's the right option for you. I encourage you to get into journaling. I encourage you doing whatever is going to help set your mind at ease and relieve that stress. Um, Therapy is cool, 
I mean, it seems to be pretty on trend. I see a lot of people in therapy, which I do have my little qualm about that because I'm a little problematic. I do think a lot of people are in therapy because social media is telling them to be in therapy, not because they actually need to be in therapy, which I mean, I feel like it's very subjective and like, don't kill me for that. I mean, that's not a bad thing that social media has led a lot of people to go to therapy. Um, at all and some people go to therapy without knowing they need to go to therapy till they get there so I guess that's a good thing in itself I just said that to say I think a lot of people are in therapy now because it's like the thing to do like oh my therapist like it's very easy oh yeah I was talking to my therapist the other day it's quick to tweet post on Instagram what your therapist told you um so that's the only thing I think it's not negative but it's a little annoying like I feel like therapy should be taken way more seriously than a social media fad but if you're in therapy I'm happy for you and I aspire to be like you in 2021 um next lesson hold on to your loved ones oh my god I feel like that Jesus that whoo as was a hard lesson for a lot of us to learn like which hold on to your loved one, cherish those memories, like value them while they're there, give them the flowers while they can smell them. Like, and not even to the fact of losing people, but like, I haven't seen some of my friends in over a year now. Like my best friend, I have not seen her since homecoming 2019. Like I didn't see her at all 2020 unless FaceTime, we had planned to do a trip for our birthday, but COVID like just hold on to your loved ones, value them, nourish those relationships. And if it's not a relationship that you don't think is worth nourishing, Cut it off. Like, there's nothing holding you. There's no need to hold on and be attached to stuff that's not, that you don't value anymore. You know, it's just so much. And, like, just holding on to your loved ones is just so many lessons in itself. And then my final theme or thought of 2020 was practicing gratitude, which is another one of my mantras for 2021. Just always being in a state of gratitude. There's so much to be thankful for. The small things, the big things, the great things, the bad things. There's just so much to be grateful for. And I think that's something we could all do, especially after a year like 2020 that had so much loss. But yeah, those are my thoughts on 2020. Uh, Leave a comment on this podcast episode or on my Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know what some of your themes of 2020 were. Like, those are my top four. What were some of y'all's? Um, but, yeah. Let's get into the top 20 of 2020. So, so, so I was very excited to do this because it forced me to go down memory lane, which... Um, I love recounting because 2020 had so many funny moments, especially on social media. So I broke them down into five major categories. So we have music, celebrities, Twitter moments, TV shows and trends. And um, each of those have four things I'm going to highlight. So it's 20, like the top 20 of 2020. Granted, this is my list. Um, and after you hear my list, see if it, I missed anything that you think should have been up there and Let's talk about it on social. Let's figure out what your top 20 of 2020 were. And they could be the same categories. It can be different categories. I'm super interested in hearing. And maybe we can, you know, share it on our story and share that content to the world. So let's get started. So we're going to talk about music. So for me, uh, one of my top, 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 top artists this year was Duran Bernard. Um, if you don't know him, he's hilarious. A black queer man. Um he's a socialite on social media so many people tell <laughs> some people tell me that I remind them of him but he's funny he can sing he was originally a backup singer for Erica Baidu I think he still sings backup for Erica Baidu and he has two episodes on the Terrell show on YouTube where he's singing like amazing but nonetheless he dropped an album called Duran so D-U-R-A-N and then Amperstand like the and symbol 
album is amazing. I mean, from top to finish, the album is amazing. That man is vocally talented. He's hilarious. His songs are... Oh, my God. Like, I could... Oh, my God. If you don't do nothing else, listen to Stuck, because that's Ari Lennox. I think that's a... I think that was the single of the album, and a lot of people would like that because Ari Lennox is there. Um, I really like Gratitude on that album, too. I like Volume. I think Kei Trinata produced that one. And then Summon is a good one, which I think is the last song on the album. Great album. He literally he literally recorded it in his house. That man is talented. His voice is a gift from God. Check out his album and let me know what you think because I loved it. And if you listen to Kei Trinata's, um album from 2018, is it 10%? Is that the name of it? No, it was, the album was called Bubba. He is the vocal, the vocalist on Free Fall. So, I don't know if you've heard any of his music, but Duran Bernard can sing. That man is talented. And you need to get into it and get into him. All right. Next for music, I have Roddy Rich. Now, a reason I have Roddy Rich because at the beginning of 2020, The Box, his album came out. They were fighting for that number one spot against Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. I don't know. It, it was a lot at the beginning of 2020. And I think Roddy Rich did the damn thing this year. Like, I think he is phenomenal. I think his music is really good. I remember telling so many people when I first dropped the um, season one of this podcast, I think it was like in the first episode or so. Um, Roddy Rich was up there. Roddy Rich's album was amazing. And he's been featured on a lot of songs. Roddy Rich is good. Like, I implore you to... Um, listen to his album like i think roddy rich had a good year to this year like as a new artist um he was called a pitbull face nigga because they said those niggas are attractive attractive but pitbull looking females are not because they're talking about ari lennox and roddy rich or so much but in terms of music roddy rich is amazing i love high fashion i love what oh my god what was my songs high fashion obviously the box perfect time was good um backseat was good oh my god i like this album a lot He's good. You should listen to it again. And maybe it'll spark some memories before we were locked down. Because definitely something. When the box came on in the club, y'all. <laughs> y'all know nothing about that. Y'all still young. <laughs> All right. Third, I think this is the year of female rappers. Like, female rappers came in by storm this year. I mean, obviously we had Megan. Megan was hot since last year. But she really came in. We had we got that Savage remix with Beyonce. Beyonce. Like... Yes, we had Nicki Minaj. I think it was the 10 year anniversary for Pink Friday. Doja Cat, besides her little weird stuff that happened this year, she makes good music. City Girls, Sabati was good. We got Asian, what's that girl name? Um, Flo Millie, 19 years old. Like, female rappers really came up this year, and shout out to them. They are just as good, if not. I don't say better than the male rappers because I think they're pretty equal. Like, I definitely think female rappers have earned their spot in music as if their spot was doubted to be, like, as if anyone had any reason to doubt their spot. I think this year, more than anything, really proved their worth. Um, I mean, I don't want to say prove their worth because they don't have to prove their worth to nobody, but this year was a great year for female rappers. Like, I have a, a playlist on my Spotify called Pretty Girls Like Trap Music and let me say Mulatto, you know, it's nothing but female rappers and it is an amazing playlist. Like, shout out to y'all. Y'all have done phenomenal. Keep being amazing. I'm excited for the music to come in 2021. And then finally, I would be remiss if I did not I already briefly mention the queen, but Beyonce, Gisonos, Carter, and Black is King. Now, although many of you had a lot to say about her cultural appropriation and checking her about what she should do and what she shouldn't be doing, my first thing to you is mind your business. 
Beyonce is not checking for you, so why are you checking for her? I know she's a public figure, but it seems like every time y'all run y'all mouth, she has to prove to y'all what she's doing for the greater good. And I feel like if you constantly have to show what you're doing, like, as it's helping others, then why are you doing it? You're just looking for praise for other people. And I feel like that's how Beyonce operates. Beyonce doesn't operate in oh, I need to show y'all that I'm serving people or doing this or doing that. Beyonce does it because she wants to. And y'all need to stop trying to make her feel bad for doing the things that she's doing. Beyonce is amazing. She don't bother nobody. And if you don't like Beyonce, then don't like Beyonce with the rest of the haters. Beyonce is amazing. Black is King is an amazing project. Um, it really explored Africa and she used a lot of African artists, vocalists, dancers. And I'm just proud of my girl. That is my girl. Shout out to you, Beyonce, because you the girl. You my sis. You and I are one. I am Beyonce, you are Beyonce. Love you, Beyonce. You keep doing that thing, girlfriend. All right, that was my top four for music. All right, so let's move into the next category. So the next category is celebrities. So like more so celebrity drama. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so the first one is the Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lames. Yes, I'm calling him Tory Lames. Uh, because I'm very disappointed in that situation. Granted, the bloggers and the blogs, there's so much skepticism going on, but I think that situation overall showed me so much how people think um, in regards to situations of violence against women. Um, one, this man dedicated a whole album to her. Um, he got arrested. Um, I don't know all what is factual anymore, but I do know if Meg Thee Stallion... If it wasn't Meg the Stallion that was shot in the foot, if it was your sister or your cousin, the energy would most definitely be different for most of you. And because she's a celebrity, I guess that makes it different. And maybe that's where I'm struggling to understand how you can support Tory Lanez. Like, I need to see both sides of the story. Now, if that was your sister or your cousin or your mama or your best friend that got shot in the foot, and I said, and I was friends with Tory Lanez, and I'm like, oh, I need to know what she did because he ain't just gonna shoot her in the foot for no reason. How would you feel? Ponder on that. You'd be pissed at me. You might want to fight me. You'd lose that fight, though. Um, I feel like that is not fair for y'all to have questioned, like, what did she do to get shot in the foot? Because I don't care what's happened. Don't nobody deserve to be shot in the foot. I don't know why a gun needs to be brought into that situation, why it was brought in a situation, but it was not necessary. So even the whole, like, I need to hear both sides of the story is inexcusable to me because guess what? Whether she did something or not, was it worthy of being shot? I think that's a subjective answer, but I don't think anybody needs to be shot over an argument. That's my prerogative. So, yeah. And, yeah. Granted, I get the logic that Tory Lanez is a small nigga and Meg Thee Stallion is huge, but, nigga, there was no bodyguard there. I don't know. There's a lot that's left out. I just think the whole situation is lame, and I think niggas cape it for Tory Lanez talking about they need to hear the whole story. But if it was your sister or a female that was important to them, that would not be the narrative. Pisses me off, and I think you niggas need to do better. But I always think you niggas need to do better. So there's that. Uh, next, come up celebrities. Chloe and Halle came up. Okay, now, if, let me tell you something. Now, you know Beyonce, they mentor, because let me tell you something. They came the hell through with their performances. They dropped their album, Ungodly Hour, which was everything I needed and more. And then they came every performance. VMAs. BET. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm referring to, that video where, like, they they say it before they start singing in each performance. The outfits, the looks, the aesthetic, 
everything was top tier. And then on top of that, they are talented young women. I think that was a highlight, something I kept seeing on my timeline. And then they were going on Instagram Live where we really got to see so much of their personalities. I think Chloe and Hallie's come up was definitely a highlight for 2020 for me. And and I say a highlight for me because I watched them when they were on YouTube doing covers. Like that meme of uh, what Hallie yelling that people use. I remember that video. I think that was their love on top cover. Like I remember it like watching them on YouTube. So like, this has just been beautiful to see. And I listened to their first album when they did the um, intro to Grownish. Like Chloe and Hallie have been those girls, but this year was definitely a mature year for them. And I loved that. All right, third, we got Jada Pickett Smith and August Alsina's Entanglement. Ciao. First of all, God bless August Alsina because I know he was having some health disparities earlier. But when he popped out, honey, that man popped out and it came with some mess. It came with some mess. And then Jada Pinkett gonna have that red table talk with Will Smith and didn't clear not a thing up. I think that whole thing was funny. I think we earned a new word in our vocabulary when it comes to messing with folks. Um, in any capacity, I think that was funny. I think that moment on Twitter was hilarious. I think we all needed that laugh, even though it probably wasn't funny to them. It was definitely hilarious to us going through it because of this pandemic. And that was definitely a key key. And then finally, it's another come up, but sweetie, sawate. Sweetie has been doing the damn thing. Like, I know we said she couldn't rap, but one, her music has gotten better. I I personally think the shift happened when her and Quavo did that GQ interview. It was so cute. And I was like, oh my God. And then Pretty Bitch Freestyle came out. And then ever since then, like her social media has been up. Sweetie has just been doing it. I don't know who's on her team or if it's all just her, but girl, keep doing it. You have definitely branded yourself so well this year. So well this year. And I loved it. I loved all of it. And I need more in 2021. Icy girl, yes. All right, now we're moving on to our next category. It's Twitter moments. So, let's get into this one. Okay, so I don't know if y'all remember, but remember when Donald Trump bombed some country or something, and we thought we was finna go into World War Three. I don't know if y'all remember them tweets. But World War Three in Black Twitter was a hot mess. I think we were all laughing for days. I remember one tweet was like me trying to, to distract. It was like somebody twerking. It was like me distracted the um, enemy so my friends can escape or so they uh, they don't kill me. It was just so many funny treats. And I think that it's truly a gift that Black people have to turn serious situations into something lighthearted so we can actually get through it. But oh my God, we started the year off dying laughing that was hilarious oh my god i love that so much um then we had kobe bryant's death may he rest in peace so um i did a brief moment of silence if you couldn't tell but on twitter I don't want to highlight his death, but the bad journalism that came up. And we thought Rick Fox died. We thought all of his kids died. We thought his wife died. Like, there was so, like, I think it was TMZ. It was whoever was, whoever put the story out with the false information. Like, it was so much because we thought we had lost so much. Granted, losing him and the family of the, of Gigi's team. Um, and Gigi was enough in itself, but it was so much confusion that day. Like... 
it was so much confusion and I feel like that was just so horrible and so traumatizing like for us because we just like oh my god I think that made Kobe's death even worse besides how he died the bad journalism that associated with associated with it like it was just horrible like oh my god like rest in peace all those souls lost like god bless okay now a funnier moment Boosie shimmying. Okay, so I think he was alive and I don't know what happened and how he discovered that uh, niggas was shimmying to wipe me down. This nigga get on live and was shimmying. And of course, you know, the men- members of Kappa Alpha Psi um, and Phi New Pi um, had their ball. That shit was funny. I don't fuck with nobody say that shit was so damn funny. Like, Boosie was really shimmying and it was just a whole thing like child I think I think a nigga from like a New Orleans uh chapter was showing him how to shimmy on live like it was so funny and then how he was shimmying oh my god it was a video um what was a song played it was like smoke some one time like Boosie is a joke the nigga is funny I mean I don't approve of half the stuff he does or says but Boosie is funny and that moment was funny it had me rolling and it was a moment all of us could enjoy not just the greeks but i'll leave that where that's at and then finally one of my favorite moments on twitter was canceling celebrities for the dumb shit they said during the protest i'm specifically referring to desi banks b simone shekinah <laughs> what shekinah said gucci ain't did nothing y'all gucci ain't did nothing y'all like all over niggas robbing a Gucci store. Ma'am, Gucci has insurance. Please value the lives. Like, uh, uh, okay, so let's let's break this down. So I get what they were saying. Like y'all are looting. Cause I was against the looting to an extent. I was more against the looting in the poor neighborhoods because I feel like when you do that in poor neighborhoods, those corporations won't, the, those neighborhoods and areas are already, you know, lacking necessary resources whether it's grocery stores and stuff like that so looting those is not benefiting those communities but when it comes to gucci stores those are not in poor neighborhoods those are very much in predominant neighborhoods where people can afford to buy them so that's no issue like gucci is fine like shoot they tore down the cnn sign and they were painting it the next morning what does that tell you these corporations are fine i don't think we should penalize people that are tired of the police killing them tired of being broke in a pandemic tired of losing life tired of having to protest while there's a pandemic raging on and you want to correct them on that no especially shekinah you not shekinah you had no place to do that and it was just so funny what was funny though and this is the only time this is before tory lanes went rogue um he was checking her on live remember that on live he was checking her but let's neither there here nor there then be simone she she just needs to shut up um, but nonetheless, I was a fan of her. I'm not a fan of her anymore. She's said something about the protesting and stuff too. And then she thought she was doing something about going out and passing out water or something. I don't know. It was very performative to me. And then she had there to sell a book full of Pinterest quotes that won't even bound together. It was just so much. And I just love how God humbles people that speak out of turn. So there you go. And then Desi Banks. I think Desi although he wasn't canceled canceled i think he learned the quickest and moved appropriately like after he made that comment people came from he shut up you be simone shekinah kept going and he just shut up and did what he's supposed to do i think he's doing fairly well now people are still supporting him i'm not but i think some people still laughed at his videos uh but yeah that was hilarious one twitter all right so now we're getting down to our last two topics <laughs> 
uh, let's talk TV. Because I feel like quarantine had so many TV shows that we all enjoyed together. I'm going to do honorable mentions because there were some that I did not include. But my top four will go as follow. First one, Real Housewives of Potomac. I know it's fairly recent, but I've been a Real Housewives of Potomac fan since I binged it like two summers ago. So one, they postponed the season airing to later. So that was number one. Number two, the drama. Monique, the plot. It was just Real Housewives of Potomac was so good this season. And I think it's like leveling up to be comparable of Atlanta. Obviously Atlanta is the OGs or are the OGs. But this season of Potomac was really good, really funny. I thought season four was good, but this season was really good amongst the fight. Twitter, every Sunday, I enjoyed live tweeting with y'all. Everybody's opinions were fine and valid. Team Monique versus Team Candace. It was all funny, and I loved it. And that was definitely one of my top TV shows for 2020. Insecure Season 5, Lord, that was so good. And I can't wait for that season to come back. For those that don't know, I am Team Molly. I am Team Molly, 100%. To the day I die, I'm Team Molly. I understand that Molly is not perfect. I understand that Molly, there's a lot to see what's wrong with Molly, but I think a lot of y'all, it is my opinion, I think a lot of y'all only sympathize with Issa because she is always in a sucky situation. It's easy to point the finger at Molly. If Issa was not constantly struggling, constantly trying to find herself, constantly going through it, y'all would hold Issa more accountable. But that's my logic. But season five of Insecure was so good. I think we learned so much about ourselves. We watched it together. We saw Black Love, that episode that Natasha Rothwell directed and wrote where Issa and Lawrence go back on that date. Oh my God, it was amazing. We all beef with condolences and the baby. I shoot, I had joined a Facebook group and was arguing with people like Insecure season five is what I needed this year. And I loved every second of it. And that is just top tier TV. All right. I personally didn't watch this show, but I watched y'all tweet about it. P-Valley, stripping at the pink, Lil Murder. Uncle Clifford, all that good stuff. I've heard nothing but great things about this show. I don't have stars. That's why I didn't watch it. But based on y'all's tweets and the stuff that was discussed, I had to include this because this is a good TV show and I know y'all can't wait for it to come back. And hopefully I can hop on that train in 2021. Somebody lend me their stars account. But I don't have much to say because I didn't watch it, but I just know it was a really good show based on the reviews. And I'm happy for y'all. And I, quickly, quickly, I, quickly, quickly, I, humpback, humpback, I, some, some, some. I don't know the song. But, yeah. And did y'all know Uncle Clifford is a Q in real life? Okay, Omega Man. Omega Man. Yes, Uncle Clifford. And then my other final TV show was Girlfriends. Okay, so Netflix, strong black lead in Netflix. Y'all did a great job putting these old TV shows up there. But I think the show that we all watched together and went through it together with was Girlfriends. It was good. Like, I think we all did Moesha as well. But Girlfriends was the top tier one. Like, Everybody collectively hated Joan. Tony was a trash friend. Lynn was all of us at some point in our lives. And Maya was hilarious. Like, I love that TV show. I mean, I'm still a Tony stan. Jill Marie Jones, the actress that plays her, is also a Capricorn. I think I'm addicted to being, um, to loving toxic characters on TV shows, let's be honest. But, yes, I loved Girlfriends, and I think we did 
a great job. Shout out to Netflix for breaking that back and letting us all binge. That was a great TV show. I forgot how funny it was. I was I watched it like it was on UPN when that's that was the network it came out on originally. I think not the CW. And I remember watching it, but I was so young, so I didn't get a lot that was going on. But we just saw so many different shades of black, so many different issues that were talked about. It was just a good TV show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think all of you did, too, based on the Twitter. I still see people tweeting about it and binging it, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, that just shows you how impactful it was. Love Girlfriends this year. There's some honorable mentions. I'm not going to go into them, but I will say Love is Blind. That was a moment. I think The Circle was good, too. Um, I think those are the only other two. I heard The Queen's Gambit. A lot of people watched that, but I didn't watch that. Uh, but yeah, I think those three are my honorable mentions for this year. Bridgerton is out, so I'm watching that, and I'll give y'all an update on that on another episode. But yeah, those are our TV shows. And then our final topic are the trends. The trends that I saw everybody jumping to because of quarantine and the pandemic. And yeah, that was interesting to watch. So the first thing I have is called Plant Parenthood. <laughs> what I mean by that, everybody became a plant parent. Everybody became a plant parent. Everybody was buying plants and was watering them, which I think is good. I think green thumbs and greenery and apothecaries, is that what it's called? I think all that stuff is good. Um, but a lot of y'all was killing y'all's plants too. And sometimes it's good to try things, but you need to know when to stop. If you keep buying new plants because they did, you need to stop that or learn something. What Tyra Banks say, learn from this. Please, stop killing plants. But that was a big thing. Everybody had plants. Everybody had plants. Everybody wanted to follow these plant pages. I know so many people that bought plants and then you, that was all they were talking about. And now you don't hear nothing about them. Nonetheless, that was a major trend this year. And it was good to see. Another one was doggy daycare. Everybody got a dog this year. So much that I wanted to get a dog. And that's one of my bucket list things to do in 2021 is to purchase my own pup. Even though we have two here back in BA. Um, but yeah, everybody got a dog. And it... I love, I'm a dog person, so I love seeing it, and it just made me want my own little poodle butt to take care of. So that was interesting to see. It's so crazy to see how much social media influences us and what we do, and all of y'all do the same thing, so we must all follow the same people. Um, the third trend was Tulum. So because the world was shut down, that did not stop you Negroes from traveling. Y'all said, okay, Tulum's still open. We can still go there. Okay, we're going to be there. Everybody and a mama was in Tulum. And it looked like it was a good time. Now, although I do think that decision has increased their COVID cases and just made, it's forced them to industrialize a little more and build up. I've seen so many people in Mexico amongst the pandemic, which I mean, I feel like I'm going to reserve my opinion on that because I get why y'all travel. Because if I had my passport, I would travel too. But we just have to be smarter, y'all. We literally just have to be smarter about things like that. Um, but I'm going to just leave that there. And then finally, TikTok challenges. TikTok. Renegade. All that renegade. The savage. The don't rush. Oh, my God. Do y'all remember don't rush? Everybody like mama was doing it. And they were doing the... It was just so much going on. Um, but TikTok was amazing. And I still don't have a TikTok. But um, shout out to Instagram Reels that allows people to post their TikTok. Because that's what I do. Um... TikTok challenges were all the rage, and it's a good social thing to do when you're drunk and social settings. So shout out to TikTok for making quarantine a little bit more bearable. And the kids on TikTok, Gen Z, even though people think I'm Gen Z, I'm a millennial. Um, 
Gen Z is really educating people and they're quite hilarious. Um, so shout out to y'all. Shout out to this next generation. Y'all are a lot brighter than I thought y'all were. But yeah, those are my top 20 of 2020. Please feel free to leave me a comment, DM me, share with me your top 20 of 2020 with the same categories. Did I miss anything? Did I hit the mark? What do y'all think? Let me know. Please let me know. All right. So now we're getting to the end of the episode. So y'all know on the episodes where I co-host with people, I pretty much... um, do rapid fire. So I feel like for this first solo episode of 2021, I feel like it'd be good to do rapid fire for myself, um, just so y'all can get to know me a little better. Um, but moving forward on solo episodes, I won't be doing rapid fire on myself. <laughs> but I'm going to keep it for the um, co-host episode. So yeah, disclaimer. So let's get into this. So the first question, as we know, what is your zodiac sign, the sun sign, and do you think you embody the stereotype of that sign? So I'm a Capricorn. And I think once you get to know me, I do. But before you get to know me, you probably see my rising, which is Sagittarius, or my indecisiveness, which is um, my moon sign, which is Libra. I'm very much a Capricorn through and through, just the things that I do, how I act, how I communicate, how precise I am. I'm very much a Capricorn. Like, I love being a Capricorn. I love it. Literally the GOAT. Um, Side note as well, I saw something on Twitter recently that said um, how y'all describe Virgos is essentially... Like, y'all are essentially describing Capricorns. Like, that whole perfectionist stereotype is definitely more of a Capricorn thing. And it had more to do with, like, the science behind the planets. Like, I think Virgo is ruled by Mercury, which means, yeah, they like to clean, but they're not clean freaks like people think. So, basically, I'm just saying Capricorns are perfect. It's not Virgos. Although Beyonce is a Virgo, and she is indeed perfect, I think Virgos are needy, and Beyonce just has a team that meets her needs so she comes off as perfect. But that's my hot take. All right, two, what is a common misconception that people often get wrong about you? I think a lot of people think I have a big mouth and I don't. Um, and I think that's hilarious because I am social, I am cool with a lot of people, but a lot of people, a lot of guys specifically, I was hanging out with one guy and he said, wow, I didn't know you were so chill. Like I didn't know that you were, I'm like, this cool. Like, and I was like, why would not be? Like, that was literally my response. Why would not be like, you know, I think a lot of people think because I'm social, I have a lot of female friends that I'm messy. I'm not. I mean, does that mean I will read you? I will, because if your shit, your shit is in the streets, I'm going to hear about it. But that doesn't mean like I'm going to be telling people your business. Like, that's not the type of person I am. I genuinely mind my business. Like, I don't try to keep up with the Joneses because I am the Joneses. So why would I want to keep up with y'all? Let's be real. Um, but yeah, no, I think a lot of people think I run my mouth and I don't. I'm actually very to myself, very about my business and very about my friends. So there you go. Okay, what is something that interests you that others would be surprised to hear? How I'm being stumped by a question that I wrote. That's crazy. Um, wow. Uh, I like to run. I don't know if y'all would be surprised to hear that. Well, if you know me, you know I hate working out, but I love to run. And I think that's the thing. Like, I'm always complaining about working out, but I love to run. I used to run track. Running is... I love being outside. I, like, I love to run. Like, whether it's a walk or run, it's something I love. And it's been great for my mental health, especially during quarantine. So I love to run. And I don't know if you'd be surprised to hear, but based off how I talk about fitness, it may surprise you that I actually enjoy that aspect of fitness. So there's that. 
All right. So next question. What's the last book you read? So I actually just finished a devotional called The Purpose Driven Life. That was my end of the year read every morning. But before that, I read this book by Brene Brown. Y'all know I love Brene Brown. It's called The Gifts of Imperfection, 10 Guideposts to Wholehearted Living. Great book. Great book. Great book. Great book. Great book. Anything by Brene Brown is great, in my opinion. Love her. Let's do a podcast. Love Brene Brown. Top tier white woman. Okay, five. What's one song or artist that has been constant in your playlist lately? Duran Bernard, for sure. Duran Bernard, Ariana Grande, Nicki Minaj, Summer Walker, Beyonce, of course. But yeah, definitely those three. Not a lot of rap. I'm more of a singer. Um, I like rap just to keep up with like what's going on in the clubs. We ain't been in no clubs, but I just want to R&B and singing because that's what I like to do. What's the last series or movie you watched? So, movie Soul on Pixar. Oh, my God. That movie was life-changing. Oh, my God. I almost cried after watching it. Uh, y'all should watch it. Like, that movie... Besides it being black, the lesson in the movie, I think... And this is the only thing I'm going to say. They said, uh, you mentors always get this messed up. Your passion is not your purpose. And that has changed me. That's all I'm going to say. And finally, what's one important lesson that quarantine has taught you? Quarantine has taught me to unapologetically be myself, to love myself, and to stop comparing myself to other people. Because at the end of the day, when all the clubs shut down, all the restaurants are shut down, and you can't see your friends or family, all you got is yourself. And you need to enjoy spending time with yourself and being content with yourself instead of judging and critiquing yourself. Life is hard enough, and the world is already going to do that for you. There's no need to do that. All you can do is be better, try to be better, learn from your mistakes, and move forward. And that's, like, my biggest lesson from quarantine. And that's something I'm constantly learning and constantly trying to teach myself. So, there's that. And that's my rapid fire. Woo-woo, we did it. Um, But, yeah, thanks so much for a great year in 2020. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Season 2 of the podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Season two is not over. Not yet. There's a couple more episodes coming out. But I'm just happy that y'all were receptive. I'm super happy about it. And I can't wait to see where this goes. I have so much good content coming for y'all. I do want to plug something that I plugged a lot in season one and didn't do as much this time. But send us questions. Send me questions. Like, we used to do a Q&A section. Um... And I want to do it again. I want to get that going. So feel free to, you know, if you see a post or a story, respond to that. That could get on this podcast. Feel free to email us. Our email is always linked below in the podcast description, but I'll read it out. It's ttmopodcast at gmail.com. That's ttmopodcast at gmail.com. Send us some questions. Send us a story. Send us a letter. Send us something to read up here. We would love to, or I would love to read it, discuss it, give you advice. We friends, ain't we? So do that. Um, but be on the lookout for stuff like that. I'm excited to get more into that as this podcast moves on. But with nothing else to be said or done, happy 2021. Happy New Year. We can do this. You can do this. And it's going to be a good year based on how we make it. And we need to move with intention. Um, so, yes, thank y'all for being on this ride with me. Thank y'all for everything. We survived 2020. God is good. And I couldn't be happier. But love y'all. Be sure to follow us at Turn the Mic on on Instagram. And y'all be blessed. Bye.